Hey everyone, welcome back to another Better Together talk with Jen and I. We're really excited for today's topic. This one was something we put into the community chat and got some good feedback on. And so we're excited to talk through this. This is something that's really near and dear to our hearts. We're talking about basically how to establish supportive, healthy, thriving rhythms and habits in our lives. And so we are yeah, really excited to share some of the things that have been supportive for us in our own lives and people we've worked with and clients we've worked with and students as well. Jen, would you like to start us off in prayer, please? Yeah, I'd love to, love to. All right, dear Heavenly Father, we love you, praise you, and thank you. Thank you for this community. Thank you for the opportunity of being able to choose where we put our focus, where we set an intention. And God, I just pray that you give us this discernment and wisdom to seek you first, get you at the forefront of our lives and just help this to kind of unfold what is most important and meaningful in our lives and that purpose that you have for us. So we just love you so much in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Jen. So when we were chatting about getting started on this topic, one of the things that we both ended up doing in our own note-taking and preparing and thinking through what we wanted to share with you all was we both kind of landed on the importance of finding a why. And so I want to talk about that for a little bit. And then Jen's going to share a little bit more about how that has impacted her life and her habits and rhythms, but then also like how we kind of view that through our identity in Christ. So one of the things that I have found, so for those of you that might not know, I have a background in health coaching as well as yoga teaching. And one of the things that is the first kind of step that we focus on in health coaching when preparing for working with a client is helping them get really crystal clear on their why. And I was taught to call it the big mofa as well, which is just kind of funny word, (laughs) but big motivating factor and is what that stands for. And why, so I want to talk a little bit about that because basically it, what it does is it's going to set the framework for basically like an anchor that you come back to in times where you wake up and you're like, I really don't want to do this today or I just don't have time for this today, or it's really not that important. And kind of when we start making those internal excuses and start to fall off the rhythm that we're trying to create. So one of the things that I like to equate this to is typically, let's say that someone wants to lose, they're like, I just want to lose weight. I want to lose 30 pounds or something. And what I try to do with that person would be to help them get to the deeper reasoning behind why they want to lose that weight, because the losing of the weight is typically just very surface level. And a lot of us basically can maybe just feel like, oh, well, I'm just supposed to, or I know that I'm, you know, I used to be a little bit more fit and, you know, maybe I had a kid or maybe I have just had a really busy season of life and, I'm wanting to get back to this weight that I was previously or something. And while that is a fine place to, Uh to like place your goal, it really isn't going to take like deep rootedness in your heart. And it is going to make it a lot easier to make excuses and say like, ah, this really isn't that important because basically it's not a hard hitting reason. And so what I like to do is invite my clients and my students and myself too, when I have a new goal is to think through a little bit deeper and try to peel back the layers on the why behind that. So for instance, if we come back to the example of someone that's just trying to lose weight, then I might try to ask some questions that dig a little deeper into that. And to kind of shorten the explanation, a lot of the times what will happen is we'll end up getting to the point where they realize that it's actually connected to something like I 
think that it's going to make my husband love me more, or I think that it's going to make me feel confident, or I think that it's going to not make people look at me a certain way. And so then from there, we can do a little bit more mindset help as well and mindset support, because that is definitely what it all comes down to. What it always comes back to is mindset. And so if you're kind of just doing it, if you think that you're doing it just because you're like, I don't know, I just want to look better. Uh, It's like, well, why do you want to look better? And so if we can kind of peel back and get to that root layer, then if it's something like, I think this is going to help me feel confident. It's like, well, that's probably something a little bit deeper, like a little deeper work that needs to be done. Right. Because we should ideally, this is, I do not, I am not in this camp. I I definitely struggle with feeling confident all the time, but we ideally, because of our identity in Christ and because we know we are loved no matter what, like we should feel enough. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so there's, there's like that work that has to be done. Mm -hmm. Do that while you're like trying to lose the Mm -hmm. weight, you know, there's, they kind of go hand in hand. And I think for me, that's what ends up making something last and making something feel, you know, like another example might be like, what if you're older and you're like, okay, now I actually am realizing that I want to take a little bit better care of myself because X. And then we get to the real reason. And it's like, I really feel sad that I can't do as much with my grandkids as I was hoping Uh I could at uh this age. And mm-hmm. you're like, that's a way better reason. Yep. <laughs> like, that's that's going to motivate you way more than just yeah. like, I'm just getting old and I wish I felt better because yeah, it's just like, we are way more motivated by those types of factors than an internal kind of not vain, I guess a little right. bit, you know, right. Um, yeah. You want to share a little bit more about that, Jen? Yeah. Well, I love that direction because it really speaks to the interconnectedness of our being, right? Yeah. Our emotional world, our physical world, our spiritual world, though they're all intertwined. And as we start to pay attention to nourishing one part, we can't help but nourish another. And so I think taking all of that into consideration, for example, let's say someone does want to build that confidence for life, their work, their marriage, their friendships, their, you know, just living in freedom in Christ. You know, when we step into strengthening our bodies, feeling more adapted with balance and dynamic balance and mobility and wow, I have this capacity to do this hike it really kind of bleeds into all of these other areas of our lives, that confidence, that sense of capacity, that sense of resiliency. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I love that looking at all of those areas to really kind of more fully become who we are designed to become, who God has in mind for us to become. It's all part, all part of the process. Yeah, for sure. I love it. So you were sharing some, some thoughts and some questions and stuff with me about identifying your why. Do you want to share about those and how those have kind of helped you hone in on that for your own life and your own self-care practices? And yeah, life? yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I love this quote by James Clear. He wrote the book, Atomic Habits, and he said, the root of behavior change and building better habits is your identity. And your identity is essentially the type of person that you believe you are. And so he's not coming from it with a faith-based perspective, but us being followers of Christ, our identity is in Christ. And as we receive that and believe that, Mm -hmm. then we, we live into it. And I think that's a really big question to ask, right? Where am I placing my identity? And if I really truly believe that my identity is in Christ, how does that change my choices moving forward? How does that change my morning routine? Where am I going to put my energy and my attention, my focus throughout the day? Yeah. So I think that's such a a fantastic place to start. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. I, I, yeah, I could not agree more because 
I think that is always the center as a believer Mm -hmm. that we can always come back to, like, that's the tether, you know, to reality, to truth, to eternity. When we feel like we kind of get off course, we are starting to listen more to the, the messages of the world and of modern day culture and things like, again, you could so easily equate that to anytime someone, especially us as women and stuff where we are just bombarded with like, this is what beauty looks like, or this is the body shape that is the most attractive or whatever. And it's just so easy to already compare ourselves all the time to mention now that there's social media and everything. But when we are able to actually stay tethered to that center of where our identity is and, you know, whose we are and who we are uh, in Christ, that that can always bring us back to the true motivation as well. Um, And I even see that too, when I, and I don't think that everyone resonates with this. And so, you know, I'm going to share it, but if you don't resonate with this, you know, that's, that's fine. But for me, once I started to kind of dig into why I felt like it was important to live a healthy lifestyle, I think what I kept coming back to was just like, my body is not my own. Like it's a gift. Every day is a gift. My every breath is a gift and I am stewarding this gift. And I think of it as if my friend lets me borrow their car, I drive like 50%, a hundred percent safer than (laughs) I do and more carefully than I do when I'm driving my car Um, because I'm, yeah, it's just like, whatever, like my insurance will, no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I don't drive that insanely, but you know, there's like a little I bit, less, get it. a little bit less, like, you know, when I, it's my friend's car, I'm like, don't get close to That's me. Right. Yeah. You know, like fill it up with gas before I return. Cause I'm like, Oh my gosh, thank you so much for letting yeah. me drive the car. And I feel like that's kind of how I've always equated my relationship with my body where I'm just like, this is such a gift. And I'm so thankful to God for that. And so I want to steward it. Well, I want to steward the earth. Well, as well, you know, it's right. like the same approach I take to the products and things that I buy because I'm like, great, the earth is, we were given to steward that and I want to steward that well. And so I find that I take the same approach with my body because I'm like, well, yeah, this is a gift and be, this is like the, in where the, the temple of the Holy spirit. And so like, I want the temple clean and tidy (laughs) right? Um, and, and beautiful, you know? Um, On that same note, I feel like we are so much more capable of living out our purpose when we feel good, when we feel energetic, when we have a clear mind, Mm -hmm. right? So I think it really, again, it goes hand in hand. And I like to think of it as, you know, we're talking about habits. We're talking about building these rhythms and, and every time we live into what we believe. So I believe that I am a child of God, that my identity is in Christ. And so every time I live into that, I'm putting a little extra vote into that belief bucket, right? So it's making that stronger, that neural connection even deeper Mm -hmm. so that I am more able to live into it again tomorrow and the next day and even further the next day as I kind of keep that rhythm going in my life. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. So good. So good. So Jen came up with some questions for you guys to consider when you're helping to identify your why. So if you guys want to come back to this and write them down or just kind of think over it as I'm saying them, I think that'd be a great place to start. And then following that up with some, I am statements that you like believe to your core, and then maybe some ones that you know of in your mind, but might struggle to connect with as much in your heart and in your body. I think that'd be a great practice because I find that I can like, that's something my therapist will have me do sometimes. She'll have me like have, she has a sheet and it'll be like, what are you resonating with today? Or what do you feel like you can claim over yourself today? And it's like, some of them, it's like, I can't even say that out loud, you know? And, yeah. and that's like, okay, I need to work on that one. <laughs> and, and that's the type of things that impact 
our habits and how we spend our time, which feels like they're maybe not connected, but I think they really are because so if you have a pen and paper, you can write some of these down. Otherwise you can just maybe think through these and meditate on them as you're listening or this week. So one is who is it that you want to be? So who is it you want to be? As a follower of Christ, what draws you closer to him? What turns you away from him? So I think that those are some really great questions to to think through. I think another good one, I'll just tag it on real quick, is what makes you come alive? What Mm -hmm. makes you come alive, right? And that is such a nice way when, you know, we're personalizing these rhythms and these intentions. Everybody's is going to look different. Mm -hmm. I'm not a huge music person, but I run into so many people that are, they just are so moved by music. Yeah, and listening and worship, <laughs> worshiping to music is their jam. And yeah. that really gets them in the presence of God. And it, you know, another kind of movement habit that I know a lot of people really enjoy is that free writing, right? Mm-hmm. It's that you're just writing for around two, five minutes and just kind of getting everything out of your head and onto paper. And so that's not for everybody, but mm-hmm. experimenting and exploring and, and saying, Hey, how does this feel when I do this. And you're like, wow, I am so much more available to live into my day as who I am when I listen to worship music and I free write, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I think that's, yeah, that's really great. For sure. I think that's so good. It It makes me think of, I posted on our Instagram, this Earlier this week, this video that's kind of like the kind of trend trend video that was going around of this yeah. this guy doing this dance and kind of coming <laughs> mesmerizing. Like, yeah, coming back to life essentially. <laughs> and and I was quoting it to like, this is me after I haven't yeah. been to a hot yoga class in a couple yep. of weeks. And I go and I come out of that studio and I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I am on like fire in the best way. Yeah. <laughs> so alive and alert and I feel like a newborn baby. And I just, am like, Oh, it's just the best feeling. Yeah, um, I love that feeling. And it's so great when we are able to find those, those things that really kind of connect us back to God, like connect yep. us back to joy. And it does take experimenting though. And yes. I think nowadays that's not something that we love to do sometimes because it might be something totally new that you haven't tried. Right. And we hate feeling like beginners. I feel like, like yes. it takes time to be like, I love being a beginner because it's taken me time to get there. But now I'm totally like, I do not care if I look crazy. I just want to try this new thing because That's right. part of my personality is, is that I love to try new things. But I think it's so important to try to give yourself the time and the space and the patience to yes. find your thing that makes you come alive and That's find right. the type of movement that you're going to really stick to because it's going to be yep. like, oh my gosh, I feel so much better after There's this. There's an ease to it. There's an yeah. ease to the habit. There's an ease to the consistency mm-hmm. when you find what really fuels you at a deeper level. Yeah, yeah sure. exactly. I think yep. it's great to make a list of yep. anything you think you could possibly be interested in. Right. And just start trying to find those classes or those people or meet up, you know, yes. like it could be salsa dancing. It could be, you totally. know, yep. it, I don't even know. There's so many options out there, but I think it <laughs> takes time and yeah. you will find one and you'll feel the ease and you'll feel yeah. the aliveness That's um, right. and it'll be like, oh, great. Yeah. Now I do this every week or I do That's this right. twice a week, even, you yep. know? Well, and so um, often we don't know what we don't know, right? Yeah. Just, yeah. and you know, and, and that is as we mature in our faith, as we walk through different seasons, I just finished walking through nine months of the Ignatius exercises with my spiritual director. And it really opened up a lot of different paths of being in God's presence that I had really not tapped into. Yeah. And so that's something that I've incorporated into my current rhythm. And I am very open for my rhythm to change. Right. Mm -hmm. And so currently I bookend my day. So I I am loving centering prayer. And my friend, my friend Lisa, I remember she's a seminary grad. 
And I told her, I don't think centering prayers for me. And this was like probably three or four years ago. Right. And of course, of course, now I am doing centering prayer. Yeah. <laughs> That's how God works. And so, but I'm loving it that that silence, that just being in God's presence. Mm -hmm. And obviously, like I just mentioned, I wouldn't have expected that that was going to be part of my rhythm mm -hmm. four years ago. And yep. now I, I'm doing it twice a day as, because I know I, as a believer, one of my non-negotiables, right, is seeking to be in God's presence. And whatever I am doing to live into that may shift, mm -hmm. but that priority remains. Mm -hmm. And so I know I'm a mover every day I move. Yeah. I love weightlifting. I don't lift every day, but I, I am doing movement every day. That's either yoga, that's fascial flossing, that's mm -hmm. hiking with a friend, or that's weightlifting every day I'm moving. Cause I'm a mover. Mm -hmm. And every time I do it, I'm strengthening that belief that I am a mover. Mm -hmm. so, so yeah. Yeah. I love that. I think that's a great segue too, into just chatting about like things that have been particularly supportive for each of us mm -hmm. in our own lives and the things that have been supportive for, for us to continue on the things that we care about and are trying to implement even when we're in really busy seasons. Mm -hmm. So the first thing that I was going to share about was something that's been really helpful for me. And, and I think it's kind of like a, in the trendy kind of space right now to talk about too, which is just fun. I'm like, I'm glad it's getting attention. And that's basically, it's, it's called habit stacking. And essentially what it is, is finding the habits that you want to instill in your life and seeing which ones are compatible with one another. So within the same 20 minutes or 10 minute time frame, how many of those habits can you fit within that time frame? Because mm -hmm. you're able to do them all at the same time. And so that could sound really overwhelming, but hopefully I'm meaning it's meant to be very freeing, you know, and right. a lot of these go well together. So an example, one that we've shared on our social media, and I think is, is something that you basically were just sharing as well is for me, one of my favorite things is to go on walks with my friends because yes. I'm getting outside, which yep. is important, yep. uh, especially like in certain times of the year when I don't get as much sun as I'd like. I'm spending time in community yes. and I'm getting movement. And so yep. that's a really great example of habit stacking. It's you're knocking out three, you know, three things at once, getting sun, sunshine, yeah. getting community and getting movement. And it's so friend therapy. Yeah, <laughs> totally. It's like the perfect time to just like vent. Your cross body, you know, right? Yes. Just walking yeah. across. You're, you're working the, yeah, you're working those networks. <laughs> so true. It's so true. Yes. I mean, even like that's something even Graham and I, my husband and I, that we have tried to instill more of in our lives this summer is an after dinner walk. We already yes. eat dinner pretty early just to give our bodies more time to digest before bed. Yep. But especially when the sun sets at, you know, eight to nine o'clock right. and we, we are lucky enough to live pretty close to a park. And so that's become one of my favorite rhythms in our marriage is because it's like great time to connect. Yes. Awesome time to de-stress and think through and share about what we went through in our work, like work schedules that day, or just yes. what we're struggling with in general, or you know, catching up on our schedule for the rest of the week, but yes. then yeah, like helping our food to digest better, getting to watch the sunset to help our bodies know that it's starting to be time to decompress and get ready for bed. And so those types of things are so helpful. So do you have any specific examples as well? I have a few more I can share, but I want to hear. Yeah. I want to hear your other ones for sure. <laughs> I, I do want to say though, I thought it was very interesting. I was listening to a podcast and now I can't remember who it was. So I'm sorry if you're listening, <laughs> but <laughs> she was saying how, and I'm not saying that you were arguing with Graham, but she said she never has a disagreement with her husband. That's not on a walk. 
Mm-hmm. And which is so smart because again, just like you were saying, you're incorporating your body, that cross body mm-hmm. movement, you're thinking more clearly, you're outside with the fresh air. And I thought that was so interesting because you can just so much more intentionally communicate mm-hmm. in that environment. Mm-hmm. And I can see that arguments or, you know, disagreements <laughs> would be walked through so much more easily in that way. <laughs> So I'm going to keep that in mind for my next conference <laughs> with my husband. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, that's love such that. a good question. And, you know, one thing I'm always, I love podcasts. I love learning. I, you know, listen to a lot of workshops in audio format. Mm-hmm. And so I'll do that a lot of times when I'm cooking dinner and mm-hmm. no one's around, right? I try to engage with my family when they're around the kitchen, of course, but So yeah, that's one of the things that I think I try to kind of incorporate because I want to be engaged for both, but it's one of those things where I can, I've cooked long enough where I can be, (laughs) be involved and still kind of take in the information that I'm wanting to. So yeah, that would probably be one of mine. That's good. Yeah. I, I, I totally agree. I think it's, it's really common nowadays to just throw on a like I know, especially people my age as well, it's easy to put on like a TV show. And it's not that I don't do that occasionally. I will very, very rarely I do it, but I try to, yeah, take that. I'd rather take the time to listen to a sermon, listen to a podcast, you know, kind of, especially when you're making dinner, because I think it's like end of day, you know, and if you've kind of been going crazy, it's like a great time to listen to a sermon and just like, for sure, put some truth and some infusion. Yes. Your mind that that's a great one. I think one of my other ones would basically be in the evening as part of my like bedtime routine. I love combining three things that I like to do. So one is legs up the wall. So just lying down on your back, putting your legs straight up the wall, really great for like lymphatic drainage, decompressing yeah. your spine, helping with digestion. So great thing to do like after dinner before bed. But then I also combine that with I use a little neck fulcrum pillow. Mm-hmm. So it helps, you know, kind of reset my cervical spine mm-hmm. uh, because that's definitely a part of the spine. So that's like your neck, the neck portion of your of your spine that can just get really cranky from, you know, using the laptop, driving, texting, hunching forward, all the things. Yeah. So getting like that support. And so I combine those two movements and Mm. then those two supports. And then the last thing I've been doing recently is I have this great app, which again, that'll be a good segue. We have some apps we want to share that have been supportive for us, but I have this app that I love called Breathwork, and I can, they have a a breath practice that's just box breathing. So it's like six in, hold, Mm. six out, hold for six of six, six, six. Six, four, four, six, six, and um, and uh, and then you can set it to the amount of time that you want the practice to be. So I just set it for ten minutes while I'm doing the legs up and the neck fulcrum, and then allow that to play. It has sounds and vibrations so that I don't have to look at the count on my phone and I don't have to count the number in my head. Yes, and I love that because it just becomes. Yep. this totally like blissful moment yes. and, you know, turn all the lights off in the basement. And just that is part of my non-negotiable bedtime routine. Yeah. Um, so that's been great for me because it's combining three things that I know I really need, like great yep. for my spine, great for my lymphatic system. And then breathing is just the, eff- the benefits are limitless. I feel like. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so for yeah. Sure. Yeah. That's yeah. I love that. And I, I, that's, you know, that's a lesson I'm, I have learned over this last season as well, is that the value of having that beginning and ending set mm-hmm. for you, because that is that centering prayer app that I'll, I'll tag onto that. That's the app that I've really been digging into. And it's so simple. It's so simple. It has these beautiful prayers and just quotes from Thomas Keating and all of these really I guess, primary spiritual kind of thinkers in our, uh, you know, in our world. And so it starts with that. And then it gives you this just time of silence and it starts with a little chime and you can choose what that sounds like. And then it ends with a chime, but it's so funny because I guess I always thought, well, I, you know, I can just sit, I can just sit. Mm -hmm. But then invariably, 
probably your mind's like, well, how long has it been? That's certainly been long enough. What, when, you know, like. <laughs> totally. <laughs> and so just having that, knowing that the chime is coming and you just mm -hmm. rest into yep. that space so much more deeply than if you're trying to do it on your own. Yeah, that's so good. Mm -hmm. And is that, so is that the one that's just called centering prayer? The app? Centering prayer. Yeah. yeah great. Yep. Yeah, that's great. And then do you have any other ones that you really like as well? You know, I use insight timer. I like insight timer a lot for guided meditations nice. and I'll do that. They have some great Nidra practitioners on there. They even have Christ centered practitioners that have posted their stuff on there nice. too. So awesome. I would say those are my two top for that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I would say, yeah, for me, my top app recommendations would be, yeah, Breathwork is a great one. So they have free content, but then they also have a greater library if you pay and it's pretty, it's pretty affordable, especially if you do it like an annual fee. I think it's like 60 bucks or something for the whole year. Mm -hmm. And, but even on the free stuff, regardless, they have stuff that's for energizing. So in the morning, you know, waking up really well, if you have, if you are in a high stress situation, they have ones to help you calm. They have ones for before bed. They have stuff for improving athletic performance and lung capacity and things like that. So huge cool. library of awesome tools. And I just, I, it's so funny. I'm going to be like super honest because I, it's funny because that's I, who we are. <laughs> yeah. I, I teach yoga classes and we make videos where we're, you know, we're talking the whole time, but yeah. I actually really love like in my workouts, like if I'm going to do, you know, YouTube workout or something at home, I am like, I don't want them to talk to me. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, music on, and I want the, I just want music and I want the timer and yeah. I want to be able to say, see them do the movement and then do it myself. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's partly because I feel confident in this, yes. but I don't yes. want to think up the moves because I think up classes all the time. Right. So I think it's just this funny thing. And so, but I, I, have, I have that with like breath work too, where I'm like, I don't want someone to like count it out at me. Yes. For me, that's just, it's distracting for me. Yep. And so I love this app because it just has like music and vibrations. And so I like that a lot more than someone being like five, four, yeah. three, two, <laughs> one, breathe. And I that works that. really, really well for a lot of people. It does. It does actually help them focus more. But for me, it's, I don't know, it's just super distracting. Yeah. Yep. And then some other ones that I like are Lectio 365. We, uh -huh. we talk about them a lot on our social media and incredible free resource to, I will listen to those in the morning as part of my quiet time, you know, be able to sit in meditation and breathe and just listen to that and pray through that. Another one I really like is Misfits Market. They are, or Imperfect Foods, they've kind of combined forces, but basically they're a food rescue app. And so that might not sound like, <laughs> like it has anything to do with habits and stuff, but for me, it's actually saved me. I, I go to the grocery way less and mm. I'm just in a busier work season than I have been in the past. And I actually love going to the grocery. And so I have to be careful because I can go to the grocery and spend yep. like an hour there yes. and just for no reason. Like I'll just walk <laughs> around and be like, this thing's new. That looks cool. Like yeah. I, I'm weird like that. And You're so if I have a grocery list, you mm -hmm. know, I will be I, I, like, I could be in and out in 20 minutes, but like, yeah. nope, I'm here for 40, you know? Yeah. So Misfits Market is great because it will remind me like, hey, we've made like a pre-made box for you this week. Go in, edit it, you know, take out, add anything that you want. And then it just gets sent to me every week and I can skip weeks that we're traveling. And so I love that because it's predominant. I predominantly use it personally for produce and, and occasionally for like meat products. But overall, I think for me, it's just like a great way to get like some fresh produce every week. And for me, a big value in my personal life and a habit and rhythm that's really important to me is like reducing waste and, you know, buying local organic and uh -huh. being, you know, environmentally friendly as possible for, for me, that's important. And they are big advocates for that. And so 
finding, I think those companies and those apps that support that type of stuff. And while saving you some time and energy is I think really great. And so I love, I love, love them as well. So let's talk about, let's, we're coming kind of towards the end of our time. So let's just talk about some other things that maybe we've, we've kind of set in our, in our daily lives that have been Mm -hmm. supportive or things that we've found to be supportive for our students or for our friends. Do you have any other examples that you, you want to share? Yeah, absolutely. So I would say, you know, top of my list is accountability. Mm -hmm. I love buddy reading. So if I have a book and I know a friend is going to love it too, I'm like, Hey, will you buddy read this with me? Because I find that having that accountability of saying, okay, where are you? Oh, I'm here. And then let's chat about it on that walk or whatever it Mm -hmm. is. I find I, and not that I'm not necessarily an unfocused person, but I think I have so many interests and I get so excited about the next subject. Yeah. (laughs) You and I are, I will put down a book. (laughs) Yeah. I'll put down a book. That's amazing. It's a great book. Like, you know, but if I don't have that accountability, sometimes yes. I won't finish that book. And mm-hmm. so I love having buddy reads with people. Mm-hmm. I have a book group that sometimes it actually pushes me out of my normal, right? Like I, of what I would choose to read yeah, on my right. own, which mm-hmm. is really good for me. Yeah. Uh, so I would say accountability is huge, huge thing for me. Mm-hmm. And how do you... Are there other areas where you have accountability like that you've built in of like, do you and Tyler keep each other accountable with, with movement or anything like that? How do you kind of keep yourself accountable with, with things like that or eating well or cooking at home or, you know, other things that people might be wanting to implement? Right. Yeah. That's a great question because some of those things I think have been become just part of our normal rhythm that yeah. the accountability isn't necessarily as needed or as necessary, but you know, we'll poke each other. Hey, haven't seen you doing the weights lately or, you know, things like that. But so, yeah, I would say that I don't have a huge personal example for that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's good. I think it's important too, when you said that about you guys will we'll poke at each other sometimes. Yeah. Graham and I just have this agreement between the two of us where it's like this, like if, so, if either of us says this to each other, the other person like cannot get mad because it's not like, okay. it's not like a, Hey, you know, right. if the, I'm looking out for you, I'm going to, yes. I'm going to be like, I, you know, I've noticed that you know, X, Y, or Z. Yes. And I want to support you to get back at this and right. get back, you know, get back to yoga, get back to whatever, right. you know, else. Cause you know, they know exactly, they know you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's like the friends, the friends, like, does exactly. he know that I know that she knows that. <laughs> yeah. So good. Yes. They, for sure. For sure. And that's why we're always looking out for each other's. We always have each other's best interest at heart. Right. Like, you can't get upset when, when someone's like, Right. Like, Hey, I don't think you've worked out in a week, you know, right. <laughs> just so like, you like know. what's your plan? What's your plan? Yeah. Like let's take right. it on the calendar and, That's right. and I'm going to like, make sure I get up with you and that you do it and, right. you know, and supporting, supporting each other in that way. Just had, yeah. I love that. I love that. And in kind of going outside of the, the marriage context, I, yeah. my, a few of the women in my Bible study. So Bible study is another thing that, that really yeah. helps keep me, you know, to go deeper than I might into, let's say a book of the Bible that I would do mm-hmm. on my own or, you know, so I love that accountability, but talking about accountability, we just had a couple of women in our Bible study. They're like, Hey, I want to do a sugar fast. Will you do it with me? And so I just think it's so like these women, we love each other and we want to support each other. And so often someone wants a similar thing. They, they want to cut out sugar or reduce it or whatever. And then you're just, you're walking alongside each other in that supportive way and so much more likely to, to live into it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, the, you know, the average is 66 days to create a new habit. Yeah. And so yeah. it, it really does take that intentionality, bringing things to the surface that 
you know, bring the unconscious to the conscious, you know, like we were talking in the very beginning, you know, yeah. what is this? Why, why, you know, what's really that motivator here mm -hmm. and just having, especially your sisters in Christ mm -hmm. that we have that foundation of wanting to nourish ourselves in all these different ways. There's a sweetness, there's yeah. a sweetness to that accountability. For sure. That's yeah. so good. And, and I just want to say too, that I think something that I'm, I'm grateful that I feel like God helped me develop early on when I was younger in my faith too, was give others the gift of going second. And what I mean by that is like, not like putting yourself first, but, but saying like, I'm going to be vulnerable. I'm going to be yes. real. I'm going to be raw first right. so that you feel safe to do the same. And then also just that being vulnerable is a very beautiful thing. And so yes. it, in a very courageous thing. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. and so I think this is a great example of that because you never know that your, uh, that your friend might also want to do something like this, right. but they are like, I don't know, like I've never done something like that before, or you know, I, like, I, I'm always like, I will go to any fitness class with anyone ever right. because I'm, I'm like, if you just, if you just don't want to go alone, your first, right. time, like, I will totally go with you and look yep. crazy. If it's something I've never done, I don't care. Yep. You know, like, I think that's a great way to, to just show up for each other in community is hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Being real. And then also like, yeah, being brave to, to say first, like, Hey, I want to do this thing. Would, would anyone else want to do this? Mm -hmm. uh, or, you know, putting it out there and saying, I feel like I really want to support you in X. Yes. Like you have something that you're wanting to work on in life. Cause I want to support you in that. Yep. And I think people, yeah. Who, who doesn't, who wouldn't be like, yeah, that'd be great. You know? I know. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's great for all of that, for accountability. So then the last couple of things that I'll, I will share just from a perspective of what's been helpful for me and my husband and how we kind of approach things in our house is we try to take, well, one, we're very, we try to be very serious about our practice of Sabbath. And so this, our Sabbath practice always tends to be like the, the anchor for our week and the, the touch point, the centering practice of our week. Mm -hmm. So I highly recommend finding a day of the week that works for you and your family to find a day to be on Sabbath. And there's a great book. There's two, two great books that I love that kind of talk about the importance of this. One is emotion, emotionally healthy spirituality by Peter Scazzaro, and then the ruthless elimination of hurry by John Mark Comer. And those were two books that really solidified for us the, yeah, just the importance of practicing yeah. the spiritual discipline of Sabbath. And why I say that too, is because one, it's, it doesn't just mean that we sit around all day. Like we right. go on walks, we go to a yoga, hot yoga class. We uh -huh. do the things. It is that time to think through what brings you back to life. Yeah. That is the point of Sabbath to come back to God, to recenter to God, to rest mm -hmm. intentionally and to like come back to life a little bit. That's right. And so it, it is predominantly rest and to stay around the house, but we'll often, you know, yeah, go on a walk is always part of it. And then often work out as well still. But what, why I say that too, is because we always take time that day to just look over our schedule for the week and talk through the days that we're going to, we, you know, I'm going to work out on this day and this day we do once a week, we do a quiet time together one. And within once a week we do yoga together. And those are just, we put it literally like on the calendar, you know, right. we say like, we talk each day to make sure we know what time we're getting up in the morning to make sure that we're up and ready to get to our morning routine and all of those things, talking through what we have planned for the evenings and that week so that we know what nights might be a little bit more full and a little bit, what days might be a little bit more stressful so that we know what that evening is going to kind of look like to kind of wind down and get a good night's sleep uh -huh. and everything. So I found that that has just been super helpful for us because we honestly, like I try to treat those things as a doctor's appointment, you know, yeah. it's like, yeah. I will not miss this. You know, I, I'm not yeah. going to make an excuse. I'm going to put this in my calendar and uh -huh. in my schedule, and I'm going to stick to that each day. Yeah. So that's been really helpful for us. 
And then also some, I think some people find it really helpful to have like a theme for each day. So again, like for us, Sundays are our Sabbath. Mondays tend to be the day that I do a lot of my house chores. I do laundry on Mondays every week. It's only the two of us. So it's not as bad as I know many moms have it out there. I know many people do laundry once a week, but for us that works. And so I do, I just, even if I'm like, running out of underwear. I'm yeah. like, I'm like, no, it's once a week. That's for <laughs> You're going to push through just, until Monday. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> that is just when it has to be because it will, I will like distract me and take time away from other things. I try to plan out certain days are days that I go on walks, certain days that are days that I do yoga versus lifting weights versus, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, things like that. So I found that really helpful, really helpful as, as well. And then Yeah. I think the last thing you and I were going to talk about is just speaking about creating like rhythms for morning and evening routines as like that bookend. So do you want to talk about, talk about any of that? Yeah. So, you know, morning routines, I think, and Emily P. Friedman, she talks a ton about this because it's really impacted her life, but that's that place to kind of set the tone for your day especially Mm -hmm. as we're living into that identity in Christ, right? So I feel like that is a really powerful place to begin. Even Mm -hmm. if you're trying to create all these other habits, if you have that morning place where you're setting the tone and reminding yourself who you are and Mm -hmm. whose you are, everything else will come with more ease, not easily necessarily, but more ease because we've set that in our hearts and our minds and our bodies from the get-go. So I really think that that's a beautiful way. And we've talked a lot about, you know, different ideas. What's that for you? Is it art? Is it writing? Is it reading? Is it scripture? Is it a devotion? Is it somatic movement? Is, you know, so leaning into what that is for you to fill your cup and kind of live more into who you are, your true self. Yeah. Yeah. So good. That's great. And I think that is like you said, yeah, just this great touch point throughout the day as well. I think another, another app that came to my mind as well is the daily office. And there's a couple different ones, but basically the daily office is, is a practice that's kind of more, the intention is for it to be spread throughout the day. So instead of a 30 minute quiet time in the morning, you do like a 10 minute in the morning, a 10 minute uh-huh. in the afternoon, 10 minute at night. Uh-huh. Um, and it's meant to just kind of be more like a continuous returning, returning um, yep. yeah, to, to Christ. And, and you can you know, the apps they have, you know, where you can set reminders where it will like ping your phone and things like that. And I know that that's been helpful for, for my husband as well, because he tends to get started into work pretty early in the, in the morning. And so he doesn't always feel like he has time for, you know, like a workout breakfast, his coffee, his quiet time, right. you know, and then get to work by like 8am. Mm-hmm. Um, so he kind of tends to have like more of like a, a check, you know, that like check-in point tuning into God and then a little break during the day to do that again. And then right after work as well. And cool. I think that, that has been really, really helpful. So I know the, the very last thing that I think we really wanted to share was that coming back to our identity and the, the things that we love and our things that our minds return to often how that can impact how we spend our time and our energy. So I would love for you to share the the quote that you wanted to yeah read for, for all of us. Yeah, I'd love to. So by Pedro Aru, Finding God in All Things. So this is his beautiful quote. Nothing is more practical than finding God than falling in love in a quite absolute final way. What you are in love with what seizes your imagination will affect everything. It will decide what will get you out of bed in the morning, what you do with your evenings, how you spend your weekends, what you read, whom you know, what breaks your heart, what amazes you with joy and gratitude. Fall in love, stay in love, and it will decide everything. Yeah, so good. Yeah, beautiful. I think that, is definitely in scripture as well, where it's like what your, you know, where your heart is or where, where 
your what is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where your treasure is. Yes. Right? Your heart is also. Yeah. Yes. And, and how, yeah, like you just see that so clearly nowadays, mm-hmm. it's like, what do you turn to when you're stressed? Right. You know, yeah. do you, do you try to numb out with, you know, binging Netflix or right. um, scrolling on Instagram and an effort to just ignore how overwhelmed or sad or angry right. or frustrated you or confused, you know, you feel, or are we using those opportunities to be real with ourselves, be real with God, live in our love for him. And from that space, know that we are safe and protected in him to view our emotions with grace and with authenticity and know that his love is true and endures and and is not contingent upon yeah, our emotions are our performance or anything like that. And how that just is the only space of true comfort that we will, that we can find. And so, and how that, yeah, just plays out in the, the choices we make to support ourselves or to fall into shame or numbing or all of those things. And so I think the message that we really want you all to take from this is just grace upon grace for yourself and Mm -hmm. you live in the grace of God and that this is all a process and that his love endures and endures all things. And I think I also thought too, of just how, you know, the Holy spirit or the, one of the fruits of the spirit is self-control. Yeah. And I think that to me, that that means at any point I can say like, Holy spirit, help me have that's right. Help me have self-control and that we know that he will support us in that and that we don't have to always do it in our own strength. Absolutely. Um, So thank you guys so much for listening and joining and sharing your most valuable resource with us today, your time and your energy. We hope and pray that this has been really helpful. If you have any other questions, please feel free to leave a question in the comments or to reach out to us on our website or on our Instagram at for the soul yoga. And it's been a pleasure to be with you today. Um, Jen, would you like to close us in prayer? My pleasure. Heavenly father. Thanks for this time. Thanks for insight and wisdom and experience and God just guide us, help us to call on you and seek you with all of our hearts and love you more than anything. And then everything will fall in place. God, we just love you so much. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Have a good day, guys. Thanks, you guys.